0: Hey guys, so I'm going to jump in before this episode starts to explain what happened with the last episode. So, we had some technical difficulties occur during the editing process, and we didn't realize until the episode had already been uploaded. So, I had to take it down, fix all that, and re-upload it. So, if your thing starts like a normal episode where we're saying live from Master Closet Studios, then you have the right one. But if yours sounds like it starts in the middle of a sentence, then you have the wrong one. You need to just delete it and re-download it. And if you haven't started listening to it yet, I recommend just deleting it and re-downloading it to be safe. And that was all I had to say, so now on to the episode. This is Jared responding to our episode about Flight of the
1: Navigator.
2: Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that doesn't live up to its name. It's the Noobs and the Whovian, or more accurately this time, it's just the Noob. Uh, It's me, Austin. I'm here by myself just doing a bit of an intro here to a special segment that Jared recorded for us. And he uh, was on vacation and didn't have uh, an opportunity to get the Flight of the Navigator segment to us uh, ahead of time partly because we didn't tell him we were going to do it that week. Uh, so he did, however, jump in and uh, not being a slacker at all, he did record a segment and send it over to us. I told him to send us what you got and we'll use it. So I just uh, decided to make this a bonus 0.5 episode here. So we're going to listen to Jared's response and I will uh, likely chime in a little bit uh, here and there with some Uh, response to his response, uh, because I think there were some parts where I overstated my case. And so he had some response that uh, I wanted to clarify. So um, also at the end, I'm going to uh, throw in some information about uh, what we've been up to and what's coming around the corner. Uh, Hopefully by now you've listened to our special episode 138 I hope you had some fun with that. I um, hope you got a little wibbly-wobbly in your podcast feed there. So uh, I will update you on what we're going to be doing next because uh, we hadn't yet nailed down our second uh, Doctor episode. As a matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and toss it out there that what we're going to be covering, uh, we are going to cover the second Doctor. We're going to cover Series 5, Episodes 1 through 4, and this is the Tomb of the Cybermen. So this is, if I understand right, if, if I understand what... Uh, Jared was telling me this is the opening, uh, this is the first appearance of the Cybermen. So we're going to go back and not only get introduced to the second Doctor, but get reintroduced to the Cybermen. So uh, let's uh, turn it over to Jared now and let him take it away with some of his awesome uh, feedback and notes that he has for Flight of the Navigator. And I'll chime in here and there.
1: Hello, noobs and the Whovian. It's Jared. And this week, I'm not bringing you your classic Who Connections. I'm bringing a response to your timey-wimey episode of Flight of the Navigator. For the benefit of those out in the listening audience, I was up in Alaska on a little trip up there, uh, and I was in areas where internet was not great and no time or equipment to record, and I just got back Sunday night, so I was not able to offer anything for this uh, timey-wimey, and I was going to let it go uh, because normally I'm not all that big of a part of the timey-wimeys anyway, and I don't have any classic who stuff to connect to the film, but this film has such a close place in my heart, and I do have a connection to the movie that's pretty fun, so I just thought maybe I'd record a response. So, with that in mind, I love this movie. I loved it as a kid. I love it today, still. Uh, I just... As a kid, I loved, as as the Whovian was talking about, I loved the idea of being able to have a spaceship, be, be a part of flying that spaceship and having those orbs where he's just sort of leaning there with those glowing orbs to steer and everything. And the fact that it changed shape, that was awesome. In order to fly, uh, it's kind of like the the TIE fighters uh, spreading their wings for attack mode. Um, but in order to change shape to be more aerodynamic, and that was so cool. And it was like liquid uh, morphing. And it just, it, it just, it hit my imagination in all the right places I wanted to be the navigator. And my brothers were just as into it as I was. We started calling each other Scuzz Bucket because of the movie and uh, make jokes about frying each other's brains. And of course, we all too. loved the Beach Boys growing up because. Who didn't in the 80s and earlier, for that matter? So uh, just it it was such a great movie. It was one that for years, as I got older, I was looking forward to showing my son or daughter someday and enjoying it with them when they were at the right age. And uh, if you listened to the interview episode, uh, you'll know that I am a stepfather and my son, when I got married, my son is 13 uh, was my son was 13 when I got married, and he had already seen it, so didn't get to do that. But at least he loves it too. He had already seen it, but he loves it, and we've enjoyed watching it together a few times. In fact, we just watched it together as uh, we've gotten back from Alaska here. So, uh, and, and still enjoyed it just as much. So, just wanted to state that. I mean, I appreciate that uh, you all, uh, the noobs and the hoovy in there, didn't uh, love it. 100% Hoovian. Uh, maybe it sounded like didn't love it as much as you remembered it. So maybe, it, you know, a nice memory of the past and and not so much of the future, or at least a garbled memory of the past.
2: Yeah, this is where I wanted to jump in in particular, because I uh, definitely, uh, I enjoyed watching it this time. But uh, yeah, it wasn't the same movie that I remembered. So that was kind of a big part of it there. <laughs> so I uh, wouldn't say that I didn't enjoy it this time. But yeah, it, it was not the movie I thought it was
1: from the way you, you described how you remembered it. But while I respect that, I respectfully disagree and say, nope, it's still a fantastic movie. It's classic. And I think everyone should watch it and enjoy it. So there's my two cents on the movie. Here's the fun connection that I've got. So I have a friend named Bonnie and she had a dog when she was living in Southern Florida named Manny. And uh, he was a yellow lab and she used to enter him in Frisbee competitions all the time. And so she, they, the dog loved to catch the frisbee, chase after the frisbee, do tricks, and all that sort of stuff. Very smart dog. And she would go and enter into these competitions. One day, she entered a competition that had a little bit more paperwork than she was used to, and she noticed there were a little more, a uh, few more video cameras around than she was used to. But she didn't think too much of it. She signed the paperwork without really reading through it all, and uh, come to find paperwork. out later that what she signed was a release that her dog might be in the film, Flight of the Navigator. And so it was, Manny is one of the dogs at the beginning of the Flight of the Navigator during that opening credit scene. Manny is the yellow lab, you'll see him with a red bandana on uh, during one of the shots and otherwise he's got a green collar on. I think I counted, there's about four, maybe five uh, shots where uh, you see Manny there jumping for the Frisbee.
2: I uh, emailed him back and said, I definitely need a screenshot. And so he sent me a couple of screenshots from the movie and we'll be including those. Uh, One of them will be the featured image. Uh, So you'll, you'll get a chance to see Manny in action there in case you, case you missed it. Like I did.
1: Don't see Bonnie in it at all, but just Manny. But uh, I just thought that was so cool when uh, Bonnie and I, of course, we met a number of years after that and uh, we were talking and uh, just saying how much I love that movie and she's like, well, my dog that I had is in that movie. And that was just <laughs> awesome. All right. Moving on to things that you guys pointed out. I thought your analysis of the time travel and the time differential and stuff was just spot on. I remember as a kid not understanding at all uh, this concept that uh, as you approach speed of light, time slows down for you, but not for everyone else. It just it was way over my head. Uh, but uh I am now
2: realizing this may have been part of why I misunderstood or misremembered the movie. I may have completely missed the part with time dilation because they glossed right over it. They, the guy said, you know, like light speed theory or something like that. And they never explained the actual concept uh, except for that half a second when the the head NASA guy said, you know, 4.4 hours for him and eight hours for us. But then that that was it. Uh, So I think that's why I misunderstood the time travel bit.
1: Of course, as I got older, I understood it better. But there were a number of years there where I was just like, well, that's what they said the story was happening in the story. So that's what happens. You know, everyone else aged and he didn't. Uh, Maybe I even thought that there was some time travel going on in the beginning anyway. I just appreciated how clearly you explained it. And uh, it was just, I thought the analysis, I totally agreed with the analysis uh, that you had of their uh, time travel and how it was. Really not all that big to the plot anyway, other than bringing us a happy ending, which.
2: So noobs in the Huvian clearing up 1980s uh, time travel movie mechanics since
1: 2018. Of course, it's 80s Disney trademark. What else is going to happen? So the Huvian mentioned that uh, it the spaceship looked bigger on the inside. And actually, I agree with him. Um, You know, I think it was unintentional. I don't think it was an allusion to Doctor Who at all, but uh, if you look at it, maybe this part was just a mistake, but if you look at the set that made up the inside that made you feel like you were inside the ship and look at it from the outside, it definitely feels like it's bigger on the inside. And you could say, well, that's just perspective. They, They didn't get the perspective quite right. And that would be fine. You could write it off there. But when you think about all the stuff that's stored in the walls. I mean, the walls would have to be pretty thin to have that room uh, fit inside what you see the spaceship from the outside. So if you think about the uh, all the storage compartments, like with all the aliens that are in the wall, and if you think about uh, the chair rising up from the floor and the, all the different stuff that rises up when it's going into ultra speed, super spaceship mode, and, and all the things that are coming out of the walls and stuff, it's Where is that coming from? It's not coming from super thin walls. It's just rising up out of nowhere. So I definitely think it is bigger on the inside.
0: This is Corbin. I'm going to jump in here real quick to just say, clearly it was nanotech, and that's where all the components coming out of the floor was. Everybody knows that.
1: So speaking of the spaceship, I think that the special effects in this movie still hold up today I think they were Definitely. way ahead of their time uh, they did such a good job with it uh, yeah it seems like nepotism that he hired the director hired his brother to do it but maybe they were the only ones you know maybe this guy was the only one who could pull it off because they were so advanced I mean other CGI around that time uh, is it, it, just laughable I mean you've looked at early you guys have laughed at early Doctor Who episodes from the early 2000s. Uh, that you've laughed at the CGI, and so I just think this holds up. Yes, there are some things like the Tokyo scene that just weren't done quite right, uh, but for the most part, the C- the special effects do not take me out of the film, and that's when I that's where I really realize um, when when special effects are bad when it breaks that suspension of disbelief, and I'm like, okay, you you went too far. I don't think they went too far out of their range and of what they could do and what they did do, I thought was just phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I got to agree that uh, it does not, uh, the spaceship effects are not what takes you out of the movie, um, except maybe in reverse, <laughs> like watching it now, it's like, holy cow, I can't believe they nailed the special effects so well, um, you know, over 30 years ago. Uh, the, uh, the Tokyo scene, though, is just absolutely unforgivable.
1: So moving on, one quick thing that I noticed When we get a shot of the space inside the spaceship for the first time, we see the floor. He's walking across the floor and we see symbols on the floor. And I swear there's a symbol of a flux capacitor on the floor right there. I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if that was a, 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 a simple, you know, just a coincidence. Who knows? But it's that Y shaped and it's got uh, dots at the end of the, ends of the Ys. And it's like it just seems to me it seems too close uh, to not not have some sort of connection there. But uh, maybe I'm just reading into things.
2: Uh, so I, I emailed him back and I said, I, I didn't catch that. Could you send me a screenshot? And he did. And I got to agree. Uh, it was either. a a shape that just had to happen in the mid 80s in sci-fi movies or something, or uh, a 1986 released movie uh, definitely was paying homage to a 1985 movie because uh, it definitely looks like a symbol uh, for the flex capacitor. So we will have that picture um, either in the podcast show notes or definitely in the full show notes over at newsinthehoovian.com. So go over and check that out.
1: Okay. I will say there's a few things, things that could have been done differently. Yes, of course, we know the whole humans only use 10% of their brain thing. That's old science. But at that time, I think they really genuinely believed that, or at least it was out there enough that people, maybe not scientists fully believed it, but people genu- generally believed it. So, uh, but yes, I wouldn't have that necessarily on there, but it is a, it, you know, it comes with a funny joke. What happened? You leaked. And, uh, and and why did One he the ask the, the gentleman for change and then go make a collect call? <laughs> People may not catch this today because they may not be familiar with pay phones. But uh, he, he, if you've got the change, you don't need to make a collect call. You you just make the call. And how did he know the phone number? But anyway, not.
2: I, no, I thought that was great when he said, can I borrow some change to make a call and then dialed collect? I was like, what's happening? And then he used the change that the guy gave him for the call to buy snacks i don't know if that was the plan or what was going on there but uh yeah it definitely stuck out to me
1: i'm gonna not gonna overthink that but uh so okay there's some plot holes and and my biggest negative honestly they named the dog bruiser come on (laughs) any any name is better than bruiser it was the 80s in my humble opinion so you're lucky he wasn't named fido uh, that's about it right there. Just, uh, those are my thoughts. Those, that's my fun connection to the movie. Uh, just wanted to get that out there and share it. Thanks for letting me have my say and I look forward to bringing you actual classic who connections next time.
2: And, uh, he is, uh, more right than he knows. Next time we're going to be doing a classic who episode again, I mentioned at the top of the show, but just as a reminder, we're going to be covering series five as in originally series five back in the sixties or seventies, I guess it was seventies by then, uh, episodes one through four, it's the first, uh, opener serial for that, uh, season. And that is the tomb of the Cybermen. So we're going to get to know Patrick Troughton or Trofton or however it's pronounced, um, The second Doctor, this will be our first time seeing a new classic Doctor, and we'll have some fun comparing him to one, and and obviously also comparing him to nine and ten, and uh, get into some fun little uh, comparisons of the Cybermen then and the Cybermen now, because we've seen the Cybermen a couple of times, we've interacted with them a few times, we've seen them talk smack to the Daleks. Uh, Hold on to your butts, guys, because you're going to see a whole different Cyberman. Uh, when we, when we first meet them, I know enough about them to know that, uh, they ain't what they used to be. So, uh, look for that on, um, that should be on Amazon prime. Uh, I'm almost positive about that. I'm going to double check real quick. Yeah, just double-checked on that. I'm sorry. I said Amazon Prime. I meant Amazon Video. It's part of BritBox. Uh, so turn the, turn the old BritBox subscription back on if you have already turned it off or if your free trial wore off. Uh, don't forget to use our uh, affiliate uh, link at noobsinthehoobian.com to get your BritBox, and it won't cost you an extra uh, dime, but it will help support the show. And so I do want to remind you that you can always reach out to us at facebook.com slash Noobs You can send us a message message there, or you can email us at noobsinthewhovian at gmail.com, as two new listeners did this week, and we'll be throwing their uh, their input uh, into the end of the main episode next week. Uh, we'll see what they had to say. And uh, you can also uh, get all of the show notes um, and all of our ad sponsors, links to Patreon and all that at noobsinthewhovian.com. Dot com speaking of patreon don't forget to become a supporter of family-friendly independent media by going to patreon.com noobs you can sponsor us for as little as a dollar a month and uh, become one of our companions and we'll uh, gladly thank you for that uh, you can uh, check us out there let's see anywhere that you're looking for us on the web look up noobs and the Hoovian, and we are uh, we're, we're we've pretty much booked that out everywhere. So uh, until next time, guys, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. The Noobs say, I'm saying goodbye on their behalf. They'll be back with us on the main episode and we will see you then.